Welcome back to another episode of Evolving Through Experience, where we discuss everything growth in every aspect, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and beyond, because it doesn't stop in just one area. Evolving is all aspects. So today, y'all, we have a special guest. We got my guy, Rillionaire, on. How you feeling, bro? Man, I feel great, man. I feel <laughs> blessed to be here. Hey, you know? grateful to have you here. Yeah. Um, So let's start right into it, bro. I want to ask you this. I know we, we spoke, obviously, way before we um scheduled this date. I want to yeah. ask you, obviously, your name is Rillionaire. Mm -hmm. I, I already know it. I feel like I have an understanding of what that means. Mm -hmm. But let me go ahead and let you break it down for the people. Who? Where the... The uh, simple definition is a purpose-driven individual with core values that money can't buy. Mm -hmm. You know, meaning like, you know, I, I see a lot of people there compromise their morals and integrity mm -hmm. for uh, financial gain, and mm -hmm. I, I'm just built different. You know, Fact. no amount of money could make me compromise those those morals. And uh, also, I just feel like um, anybody could be a millionaire, mm -hmm. but it takes a perfect and it, it takes a you know, it takes a different type of individual to mm -hmm. be a realionaire. Facts. You know, so I go around and I go, I recruit realionaires, man. I like That's that. I like that. <laughs> no, I like <laughs> that. not a lot really of like us that. left. You know, mm -hmm. we, we we becoming extinct. So, Facts. you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, bring the life back into us. Facts. Nah, I like that. So let's jump right into it, bro. I know, like I said, we spoke about your story prior. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to let you start it off from the top, have you, wherever you feel comfortable starting okay. at, and we can just go from there. Okay, well, uh, starting out... Um, I grew up in the Henry Horner Projects in mm -hmm. Chicago, um, two-parent home, mm -hmm. uh, mother and father, always been great, always mm -hmm. been present throughout my life. Um, as they started to mm -hmm. grow and evolve, um, we got away from the projects. They mm -hmm. wanted us to have a better life, so we ended up on the west side of Chicago. The project that I'm from is kind of like over east. It's still okay. west, but it's over east. And um, we got over there, things still going well. Education-wise, honor roll student, my siblings, Lit. everybody excelling. And um, during those times, there was a lot going on in the streets. Mm -hmm. And um, sad to say, my parents both fell victim to those ills and evils that were going on during those mm -hmm. times. And it, it set us back as a family. And during that setback, um, self-preservation kicked in for me because I was mm -hmm. the only man outside of my father in a home with all women. Mm -hmm. Like, I grew up with all sisters. And... Um, I just knew that I had to make a way for us. You know, I know that my parents were, they were still trying to do the best that mm -hmm. they could, but they were unstable at that time. So I um, I ventured off into selling drugs. I really compromised my my uh, education, mm -hmm. my basketball career, because I was, I was pretty close to yeah. doing some special things in, in sports, but I needed the mm -hmm. financial gains at, at this time. At, at that the time, time. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I ended up, you know, endeavoring off into the street life uh, specifically the money side of it, not mm -hmm. the violent side of it, because I've always felt like if we're being violent and we're mm -hmm. killing and we're shooting at each other, we can't get money. Facts. So I was always a thinker. And um, I guess I did pretty well led it <laughs> to the fact that the uh, federal government came looking for me. Mm. I ended up getting a, uh, catching a federal drug conspiracy. and um, What age was this? Uh, not to cut you off. When I actually caught it, I think I was 23, 24 years old. Okay. Yeah, caught a federal drug conspiracy. And um, I was green. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not thinking. Everybody can go to, you know, you go yeah. to state prison, this and that. You feel like you got to be John Gotti or something yeah. for the feds to come yeah. looking for you, right? So I guess I was just so naive to how I was moving mm -hmm. and not knowing that I was really 
moving to be record. able, yeah, to be able yeah. to get on these people's radar. Mm -hmm. But um, the beauty of it was, I was still in college, so I was playing basketball. I'm on the road three, four days out the week. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sharp enough to know not to talk on phones, any of that mm -hmm. type of stuff. So they could never really tie Pinpoint, me to yeah. anything. Yeah. But when they were able to get a crack or thought mm -hmm. they had a chink in the armor, they rushed me. Yeah. And when they did that rushing, um, like I said, they came down with the conspiracy. I ended up going to trial with the federal government, which mm -hmm. is unheard of. Like the conviction rate is 98%. And mm -hmm. part of that is because most people either help take them do plea. their job or they take a plea. Mm -hmm. When you take those pleas, um, you you sign off your rights. You So you give up your, your, your rights to appeal on any level. Mm -hmm. So even if something comes out that's retroactive or something, mm -hmm. You gave up your rights to anything because you pled guilty and you took this amount of time that they gave you. So that was the one thing I, I thank, I'm thankful for my mm -hmm. education for. I was mm -hmm. a thinker in, in that respect. So when I went to trial, I knew that I wasn't going to win in trial. Mm -hmm. But I knew I had appellate issues because, like I said, when they rushed, they didn't have a search warrant. They mm -hmm. <laughs> kicked doors in. Uh, they tried to speak of exigent circumstances. There was no exigent circumstances because mm -hmm. I was unaware that y'all were on the way to do yeah, a raid at a home. Yeah. So all the stuff that they uh, they robbed me, <laughs> they took they took hundreds of thousand dollars worth of jewelry, mm -hmm. over a hundred thousand in cash. Um, no signs of it. <laughs> they had um, <laughs> they had a uh, they had the paperwork to all the jewelry and all that stuff yeah. to present, but no jewelry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. where did the jury go? Yeah. So they were the, big, the biggest, the biggest crooks ever. You mm -hmm. know, they had all the appraisals, all that type of stuff. You know, so um, during that process, like I said, end up going to trial, and I got convicted, and I was sentenced to twenty five years mm -hmm. federally. Full, that mean you doing full time? <laughs> yeah, you do yeah. eighty five percent of your yeah. time in the feds. So mm -hmm. I was, I was sentenced to that at a young age. Got everything taken from taken me from in me. that moment, and it was like you go from being. A superstar. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I always say I'm Barack of my city. I'm, yeah. I feel like Michael Jordan. Like I'm in, not only in college playing ball. When I like, I go into the arena. I'm signing autographs. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my guy J Five. Yeah. It was funny. Like it was like, man, I felt like I was in the league. Yeah. So I didn't really pursue even that actual basketball aspect mm -hmm. of it because I felt like I was already, already in did. the league financially. Yeah. I was, and then I had the people. I had mm -hmm. the money. I had the car. I had everything that yeah. they had. And they actually used to come like Jamal Crawford. Uh, oh, uh, Dan, like Dan Williams, my son, who mm -hmm. I groomed, Luther Head, they always yeah. used to come to my gym Word. and play at my gym. I had a 24-hour mm -hmm. facility that I had built. I had it built up, built up because we used to go to this gym called Hoops to Gym, mm -hmm. and it was owned by someone who didn't look like me, and they were Usually. benefiting off of it. Every week we would go up there, we spent it's $100 an hour. Mm -hmm. So I took their concept and did my own at that young age. Yeah. I did my own. And when I went to my college, we didn't have an actual gym to practice in. Mm. My university actually practiced at my facility. Did they pay you for that too? No. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't say no. no. They didn't pay me. No, <laughs> yeah. I just I just was doing Let it off the do love. All off the because, love. Okay, yeah, I did okay. it off the love because it was my my yeah, team, yeah, yeah, and gym, I wanted yeah. us to be able to get that practice Facts, in. So of course. I would block off times at mm -hmm. my college university mm -hmm. team. We held our practices at that's my facility legendary. at that age, and people don't know that. Yeah, that's legendary. People don't people don't even know it, but it's <laughs> like it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But like I didn't even know to mm -hmm. what level I was doing yeah. things. But I was always intelligent, and mm -hmm. I wanted to move with a business sense because right. I never felt like the streets was for me. Mm -hmm. I was always trying to elevate and do 
more anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had the properties. The mm-hmm. had the mortgage company right on top of the gym. So that Word. they were acquiring the properties. I about so the they renting it out from you to no. You the mortgage to- company was oh. on top. They were okay, having the business for me. Okay, makes on top sense. of the gym. You. Makes sense. And I had okay. the restaurant in there, man. Word. I had R. Kelly rent my gym out every single <laughs> yeah. night. Word. Yeah, so he was basically paying for the facility itself because yeah. he would come in and I charged him a rate that was the amount of the actual mortgage. Yeah. So it was like, psh, everything was hand over fist. It, yeah. I had a restaurant inside. Word. It was dope, man. Nah, I want to say, so I'm glad you said you was like, you always had the business mindset. Let's mm-hmm. just back up for a minute. So I'm obviously sure you agree with this. A lot of people that's in those situations mm-hmm. now or were in the situation, I think they all had a business mindset. I just mm-hmm. think the opportunity wasn't presented. I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, but I, I do agree with mm-hmm. it for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of them is just one-trick ponies. Like okay. I often tell these brothers like, man, if you took that same mindset mm-hmm. and structure and put it into actual business, Correct. I think my, I think it helped me. Because I was educated, I had the schooling. Makes sense. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then even East West University, although they wasn't teaching me about finance, real, they wasn't giving me those real gems that we mm-hmm. really need. Mm-hmm. But it still gave me business structure. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm like, that's what I was going to school for. Okay. So I, I knew how to operate in that element, and then I was a hustler and I was, mm-hmm. I was organized. Yeah. So it wasn't sure, nothing man. for me to transition. But a lot of guys can't make that transition because all they know is one thing yeah that's why the recidivism rate is so high Mm -hmm. because they can't transition correct so with that i know so at this point this was at you went in at 24 25 25 25 25 26 so now from there because i was fighting it i was fighting it it on on the street fighting it on the street and then once they finally convicted they yeah they got behind me yeah (laughs) i was out on bond and i'm like man what y'all getting behind me for (laughs) oh they just took you right back in in. yeah (laughs) that's violation so with that being said i want to know obviously at that moment in time what what was your mind at the time obviously i know you said you was like i'm gonna fight it you said you didn't feel like you was gonna win it didn't couldn't beat it but you still was gonna fight it so in the sense of what your mentality was what was it for yourself at that exact time, mm-hmm. and then also the people around you, like oh, your counsel. Man, it was uh, as far as counsel goes. Um, when you're young mm-hmm. and you got a lot of money, um, they play on that. Mm-hmm. So my first three attorneys, mm-hmm. they might have got like two hundred, two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars from me. They like fleecing. Total fleecing. each? No, no a total. Oh, total. Okay, okay. So what happened was the first lawyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is federal. You know, state level, it can be this amount. Mm-hmm. We need a fifty thousand dollars to retain. Mm. Paid the first lawyer. He walked in the first day and telling me, "Okay, well, you notice the feds, you're guilty. What we're gonna try to do is work out a deal. Maybe you can tell them blase woo blase woo and get the best possible mm-hmm. thing because they're gonna try to give you life. You're mm-hmm. you're top of the food chain." I'm mm-hmm. like, "What? I fired him. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get that money back." Yeah. <laughs> so then, you, yeah. <laughs> so I lost. Mm-hmm. Then I get the n- another lawyer. He act like he's going to fight a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he's giving a little fight. And um, end of the day, after you spend over $100,000, mm-hmm. it's uh, we go to trial. We know mm-hmm. we're going to lose. We lose. Mm-hmm. Then I got a, 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 I got a sister. Mm-hmm. Came highly, you know, high, you know, highly recommended. And um, she was speaking really good. Mm-hmm. And she, but um, at the end of the day, she was telling me not to go to trial. From the first place. Mm-hmm. Then once I got convicted and she was doing my post-conviction okay. stuff, she asked me, she said, listen, do not try to appeal this sentence 
because they're going to try to give you life because there were certain issues mm -hmm. within this case that the judge just saw the good in you and mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't pursue it like mm -hmm. that but the next if you appeal this they're going to they're going to you know dismantle you they're going to kill you they're going to kill yeah. you they're going to make you sit in here for for life mm -hmm. and i was like man i can't do that mm -hmm. my faith never wavered yeah so i fired her mm -hmm. and i started from scratch again mm -hmm. And that's what brought me to uh, this law firm called Jenner and Block, and man, I felt like I felt like <laughs> the Johnny Cochran firm, the way they were on top of my case, man. Yeah, were. And uh, you know, lo and behold, I was in there doing that time, and um, got the call. But I'll talk about the time if you if you like. Yeah, go ahead. Let's, let's let's get okay, into well, it. Okay. Uh, well, well, basically, when I first went in, like when you have the whole world mm -hmm. depending on you, and you had the weight of the world on your shoulders, it was kind of difficult because I knew that it was my loss was going to be a hurt mm -hmm. to, a, to a multitude of people. Okay. And then, at, as you can see, the businesses, anything that the feds didn't get a hold to, they, yeah. they just fell by the wayside because nobody could understand how yeah. I was handling all of this business mm -hmm. as one one man. Yeah, like, my, yeah. my father, I'm like, man, you're not human. Yeah. There's no way one person was handling all this, but I was because I just was in a different type of zone, mm -hmm. and I wanted better for me and my family. So I just... I put that worker man hat right. on and just, Worth, I think. but it was like, it was never no big eyes and little use. Like I always, no matter what level I was at, I treated everybody equally. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that was, that was a benefit for me. But when I went down, you know, like I said, everything plummeted. Uh, I had a restaurant doing great, ended up losing it. Um, salon connected to it, same thing, properties, everything. Um, and I never, I've never spoke on this one particular thing that happened publicly. Mm -hmm. But I had I had also a major purchase where I had six condominiums, mm. and I trusted an individual to do right mm -hmm. by me when it came to these properties. I'm like, this is the one thing I can yeah. really hang my hat on. I had my family come do the help me do the construction yeah. on it. This is one thing I can hang my hat on, and I passed it over to him. And um, I guess he thought I was never coming home. Mm. My conviction got overturned, sentence vacated. I went to speak with him about that situation. Yeah. He was recording me under the table for the feds. <laughs> so it really just, it put a, yeah. it, it was so Holy, sick, man, yeah. to go through that, like, wow. Like, this is a brother who I really like show. Yeah. You live in Trust my property, yeah. everything, no money, no, and, and this is what he what he did to me. So, but, um. So, so they now, came and took that, not the No, they job? never got that. Oh, they never got that. Even he still after they recorded? Oh, okay. So he No, this is when I lever. came home. I'm okay, like, yo, yeah. what's up with my, Property, yeah. This is my fallback. Correct, yeah. Yeah, and he was trying to record me so he can try to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. make his move. And I, after that, that's when I, that was when I started to know I need, needed to leave Chicago. Mm -hmm. But back to the actual incarceration aspect. Um, initially, it was rocky because um, they wanted to mess with me. Like, they put me in a facility with all the Like, I had nobody had as much time as me mm -hmm. in a facility that I was in. People were going home every day. The feds mm -hmm. have what's called a drug program. They sent me to a, a joint that had the drug program. So I was seeing guys going weekend furloughs, mm. coming home, <laughs> leaving every day, going home. And I'm like, wow, they, they really taunt want you. me to do miserable time. Yeah, like you, if you're yeah. somewhere where guys doing a similar time as you, mm -hmm. it's an easy, easier bid because y'all really jailing. Y'all yeah. going to be there together. It's going to y'all at home. This is home yeah. right now. But, um, that was one one situation that I had to really like change to a positive. So mm -hmm. remember, I told you I was very athletic, so Correct. I played ball, and I actually had a, a 
a contract to go overseas to play in China when the feds actually came. Mm -hmm. And um, so what I did was, I'm like, man, I'm finna make the most of my time. I transformed the prison into a university. Mm. I was back in college all over again. So now they, I put my, my talents on full display. Mm -hmm. I was going so crazy in the prison, FBOP. Like I'm probably the, I'm probably the Michael Jordan of Federal Bureau of Prisons. And we man. say FOP. That's the Federal Bureau of oh, Prisons. Oh, oh Federal. Okay, yeah, like cool, anywhere cool. Yeah, you go, you. my name ring. Like yeah, yeah, as far yeah. as like say basketball, okay. they used to bring NBA players. And like Chris Kai played with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh -huh. I was in Minnesota. Uh -huh. I was giving them hell. You can ask anybody. <laughs> the, the joint was packed out like you was at the United Center. <laughs> that's like tough. they come in to see me. The, the warden, yeah. system, everybody is in the gym. No, nah, that's and tough. I'm giving these boys 40, 50. <laughs> explosive dunking Word. like it was like they had put the newspaper out they had made a newspaper nah, they, facts. I, need I, changed, that. I flipped the whole joint around <laughs> yeah. man I'm talking about and then i like after it was all said and done chris carter dude from the mm -hmm. league he like man i do a traveling mm -hmm. this we do this we do that man when you come home mm -hmm. man i need you to link with me we need yeah. to do some things but he thinking i'm one of these guys with mm -hmm. eight days left yeah. all the time yeah i told him how much time i had the man melted because yeah. he, he never would have thought that because yeah. of how I carry myself. Mm -hmm. You got guys, like I said, I've watched hangings and mm -hmm. all that for way less time than what yeah. I had. You know, people can't deal. Yeah, deal like, you know it, what yeah. I'm saying? But my, like I said, my faith had me mm -hmm. in a different realm. And like mentally, I was I was just built for whatever because yeah. I knew that this wasn't my end game. I knew mm -hmm. that the creator had something Better. more in store for me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So with that, what was uh, some advice? Being that we're speaking about that right now, what was some of the advice you was giving other guys? Because obviously you are over here in a different mind state, and mm -hmm. people wouldn't have expected that. But the way you carried yourself, so even with the people, I know you said you had some people that just couldn't deal with it. So what about the people that you? What was you instilling with other people in there, like telling them like, "Yo, if I could deal with this, you can definitely go through it." It was, um, it was in my actions more than mm -hmm. anything. You know, okay. Because I did a. You know, I definitely spoke to brothers and tried yeah. to, you know, be uplifting and encouraging. Mm -hmm. But when you're behind that wall, sometimes yeah. it's difficult, especially when you don't have nobody. Mm -hmm. Nobody's sending you nothing. Nobody, mm -hmm. you ain't getting no phone calls. You're yeah. not doing anything. So it's it's kind of a dark spot. Mm -hmm. But when you're a light in that dark spot, mm -hmm. like I was really a light. And then it was like, man, come down to the game today, yeah. man. Come check me out. And it really boosts the morale of the, yeah. of the people. Like they really was for That's that. Love. But a lot of stuff I was telling guys is, man, you know, um, Cause I live life by the three C's. Okay. Break choices, chance, and change. You know what I'm choices, saying? Change. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you make a choice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you you get a second chance. Mm -hmm. You got to change it. Mm -hmm. And I saw brothers leave, come back, leave, come back. Mm. That's why I say the re yeah. recidivism rate is so high. Correct. So you have to make a decision on. Look, you made a choice to get into this situation. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get in, and it's difficult to get out. Correct. But now. They give you a second chance, and I was just waiting on my I was waiting on my moment because yeah. I knew I was gonna make the most of my moment. Facts. And with making the most of my moment, I, I, I think that has caused a lot of brothers mm -hmm. to say, "Man, if dude can do it, and he was yeah. on a level like that, I know I can do it." Correct. I facts. never looked back. Never ever thought about mm -hmm. doing anything illegal. Once Again, I, facts. Yeah. So with that, so how how much time did you serve? I actually did almost five years. Oh, you, uh, almost five years. Yeah. So mm -hmm. twenty. So you was obviously supposed to do twenty five. My out date would have been twenty twenty seven. Twenty twenty seven. I still would be in there right now. Correct. And you went in at twenty three. 25, 26. Yeah. So, yeah, that's obviously a long time, and you only almost did five years. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that's legendary because, it's like you said, people doing less time than that, and like you said, they was you was probably going to get life if you would have took yeah, the other route. If I'd have yeah. tried to really, appear, appeal. really fight them people the way yeah. I wanted to, 
Yeah, yeah. probably would have did life. So with that, what were I know you was a delight in there. So now let's talk about your children because I know mm -hmm. we spoke about that. I know you have how many you have? I have seven. Seven, actually. seven yeah. total. Seven. Okay. I have seven biological, and then I have others. Okay. Yeah, I have my. I don't call them steps, so I understand. Them kids. No, but, I'm glad but, you but said biological, that. I have seven. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm glad yeah. you said that because I don't like even with me like my siblings or whatnot. I yeah. don't do that half brother. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, so bro, I blood got, is blood. Like you little dude, Kai. I got, yeah. I got, a, I got a few that I, that I, I consider mm -hmm. my blood because I've been around them since they were young. Yeah, young. Okay, bet. So now this time because I know it's let's just say it, obviously there's other fathers out there that has been in this situation yeah. or is in this situation, unfortunately. Uh, but at the same time, fortunate because it's an opportunity to grow. Mm -hmm. What could you give to them that has young children? Mm -hmm. Obviously, because you had to leave your children at oh, this it time. Oh, it, it was like, devastating. Yeah. Let's because talk I think my kids, they were used to a certain mm -hmm. level. Like, <laughs> we got pictures. You got the mink coat song. Mm -hmm. They got the jury. They got well, everything. Like, yours, yeah. like, we, like, I have four kids by one woman. So mm -hmm. th that at that time, so the household, it was just... A happy mm -hmm. time. The kids mm -hmm. had everything they wanted. Mm -hmm. We was it's like it felt like we were having kids to style them up, yeah. you know. <laughs> it and it was crazy, but it Different. was at a, at a time where still the one thing about that was they couldn't be anywhere though. Like they couldn't be outside by mm -hmm. themselves because you got the threat of kidnapping. Yeah. When I'm dealing with females, they have to carry guns. Yeah. It was just it was different lifestyle. Yeah, so it was yeah. like that money didn't equate to any peace, no mm -hmm. matter how much it was. So at the end of the day, that's why I always tell people it was never worth it. Because mm -hmm. they'll be like, man, you used to have this, you this, yeah. you that. Like, how you feel like to be, man, I feel much better mm -hmm. in this space than I ever could have uh, been when I was <laughs> counting mm -hmm. millions in cash. Yeah. But um, I, like I said, um, it affected my kids because um, it was trying to, like when I came home, I was trying to get that time back yeah. and build those relationships. And then there were things that were possibly said while I was away yeah. in a negative light yeah. that kind of affected their thought process towards me. Yeah, for sure. So it's even to this day, it's still I'm still trying to build those mm -hmm. relationships. And being that, being mm -hmm. a positive man that I am, it's still uh, difficult. Hard. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Having you know daughters who, mm -hmm. man, like man, there's things that I could have taught them and ways I could have. You know, school them on dealing with this type of God, situation yeah. or this guy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And and now, but it's never too late. Yeah, that's the end of the day. They they we've had arguments and mm -hmm. you know just falling out about certain stuff. But I never give up as a father. Mm -hmm. I'm never turning my back on my kids. Facts. So at the end of the day, right or wrong, mm -hmm. I'm trying to continue to instill the positivity in them, Correct. trying to help them grow, and then. As a result, our relationships mm -hmm. are getting better, and they're continuing to and continuing to get better. No, I'm glad you said that because, like, I know obviously if I have other people that's been in this situation mm -hmm. that I know personally too. So I just know obviously I can't speak for that from that perspective. Mm -hmm. You can, so I want people to know that's out there that can relate. They can see that other side and see that it's possible to amend these relationships. For sure, to see for you sure. Come back. You just no gotta work what. at it. You just yeah. gotta work at it, man. And don't take no for yeah. an answer. They, Kids can be cold, like yeah. say some say some treacherous stuff to yeah. you and everything. But I had tough skin because mm -hmm. I understood the hurt, I understood the yeah. pain, Correct. you know. So it's like uh, all redemption for me. So mm -hmm. everything I do, I do now is like, man, mm -hmm. I'm I'm creating a better future for them Damn. and their Facts. kids. So uh, mm -hmm. I don't do none of this for me. Yeah, fact. You know, I'm I'm here for service for sure. But mm -hmm. they they at the forefront. 
of anything that I have going on. As they should be. Mm -hmm. And with that, so just to back up to your counsel, even while you was in there, what did what counsel did you have from the outside also helping you? Because obviously we know as a strong person mm -hmm. and as a people of just us as just how we think, just pretty much being not even tough skin, but just mm -hmm. from a mental, spiritual standpoint, always being uplifted, regardless if the world around us is burning, we right. still at a place of peace from within, mm -hmm. which is the most important. How did you... Who were, or if any, was the people that was also doing that for you, it's, pretty much being light for you? What, what's crazy is, um, at first I was like eight hours away. Mm -hmm. So I won't even lie, like my father, mm -hmm. they would drive out. He'd bring the kids. Like, um, 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 the, my, um, I actually was expecting a child okay. when I went in. Okay. And I didn't get to see him. Mm until my father brought him to to the to the prison to the prison yeah that broke me mm -hmm. like i i'm like wow this is the first kid i never saw being birthed mm -hmm. it just was like a big letdown yeah. for me and it's my first time looking at my seed like wow i can't believe this and now i i got all this time and i'm supposed mm -hmm. to sit in here and i got a baby right yeah. here that i probably won't see till he they, they don't want me to see him till he's an adult yeah and it, man i was sick that's probably one of the times where i really really cried like mm, crocodile yeah. tears being in prison and um from that mo moment on i knew i just had to work work and do whatever i needed to do to try to get that situation get yeah resolved and um what's crazy about that is um when i came home since we were speaking on building those relationships i went once i realized chicago was going to be a dead end for me that i was going to end up either back in the streets or whatever it was yeah. going to be so I, I made sure that my mindset was where it needed to be. I I packed up and just left. I knew nobody in Georgia. Mm -hmm. I had one cousin I may have saw 12, may, may, may have saw twice in 12 years. Mm. Other than that, there was no help. So I moved my kid. I told my son, y'all, we getting out of here. Moved them down there, everything, just to try to build a relationship. But at that time, it was so rocky, the relationship. Yeah. And they were like, it's so slow down here. We don't mm -hmm. want to be here. So they bucked the system. Yeah. Three months later, but the baby boy was still baby young, yeah. so he was still with his mother. But the older sons, I wanted mm -hmm. to get to them. Like, yeah. man, I got to get to y'all. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they like I said, age, yeah. they were at their age. Like, yeah. man, I don't know what yeah. you talking about. You ain't, you know, yeah. you know, because they've been going through it. Yeah. You know, and I understood it, but I mm -hmm. still was like, man, I just, and I wasn't in a financial position to really have them comfortable where I was at. But they were good. You was gonna figure it they out. They were though. good and they were comfortable, but they was like, it's so slow. We used to mm -hmm. this now, dude. Yeah. And they begged and begged and begged. Hell, they went on a hunger strike to get back home. Man, they got back home. Three months later, one of my sons got shot, 15 mm -hmm. years old. I'm so, like, I went crazy. Like, because yeah. I'm thinking, they didn't tell me if he was dead or alive. Yeah. They just said, your son just got shot. So automatically, it's Chicago. I'm thinking, my son gone. Yeah. Once I talked to him on the phone, he told me, this is my second child. This is my middle boy. They say the second one is mm -hmm. hell. He told me, he said, man, he said, man, daddy, that wasn't for me. This from his hospital bed. Mm. I said, that wasn't for you. You 15 years old. How's your mindset like that? Mm -hmm. I said, oh, no. Nah. Flew out there. I went and got the baby boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I went and got the baby. Mm -hmm. And I've had him since he was in third grade. He's a senior high school now. I just Crazy. took him. Yeah. You know, I'm like, ain't no way. Because mm -hmm. I can't afford that mentality to, mm -hmm. to ooze off to into him. And now it's yeah. like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, so, so you know, I'm grateful now that yeah. they listen to me a little more. They call me Dr. King, but yeah. <laughs> my oldest son, they listen <laughs> a little more. But, but baby boy, yeah. 
since third grade. He eight, he eighteen. Yeah. Now shout out to Davi. Shout out to Yeah, they um are money and poppy. They, that's the ones that were up here. But uh, yeah, man. So um, got him, and he's been he's been with me ever since. Prevella. Totally different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> atmosphere totally different environment and then you know like they get on him about how he talks mm-hmm. proper and yeah honor roll student throughout he excels mm-hmm. in basketball mm-hmm. but they support him now you know yeah, ladybug sure. uh i got my oldest daughter she ended up moving to dallas her name's tavier mm-hmm. and then i got another they all entrepreneurs too like i like that <laughs> my daughter's 10 years old her name uh nevea she does nails like adult okay. nails acrylic Word. design everything so I'm, I'm proud of all of them um That's what's up Yep, <laughs> artists like yeah. Ladybug, Armani and Poppy, they rap, and uh, Baby Boy, he gonna be a tyrant. His name is uh, I just I got a new baby. Yeah, another yeah. one now. Yeah, another I got one. a new okay. baby now. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, his again. name Gianni. Okay. Yep. Dope. So he he he's he's he made me hit the reset button. Yeah. So I'm I'm starting over. So I got to stay youthful right now. <laughs> nah, I feel you. Staying Duke healthy. Playing baseball. So yeah, it's a lot yeah. going on, man. But I'm I'm happy. But yeah. I. I I'm happy to have that large mm-hmm. family around me because they're gonna they're gonna help push the legacy forward when I'm exactly. when I'm gone. So yeah, again, I, I I commend you for all of that, and I I'm grateful you said that because I know so many people that trying to amend those relationships, but mm-hmm. also just you're a prime example of showing them that it's possible. So now yeah. let's just transition a little bit of you. Obviously, you had to come back home really to nothing. You mm-hmm. obviously that whole falling out with somebody that was supposed to be your guy or whatnot. So now you coming back and you start from scratch. Obviously, right. you're already in the right mindset because mm-hmm. you obviously just prevailed through all of this. There's no mm-hmm. way you really can't be. So now, where do you, what's your next move to start from scratch? Obviously, trying to get your kids right. and children over here into Georgia, change the lifestyle, show them that, yo, that other lifestyle is not it no more. We can Ooh. still prevail. So let's right. talk about it. So, okay, I'll speak to <laughs> to that through this. Okay. When we talk about the help, as far as, like, who helped me get through those times. I okay. spoke on my father. Mm-hmm. Um that was, it's crazy when when people say like man like females <laughs> like you can be in the trenches with guys mm-hmm. and you do the world for them and when you really need them mm-hmm. like a lot of people weren't weren't there you Solid, know what I'm saying yeah. and I treated these guys like my kids my brothers mm-hmm. all of that but it was like eye opener for me mm-hmm. you know some couldn't because I was I was a thinker I was mm-hmm. the person that would provide Correct. the lane so. That's forgiving, yeah. and I understood it because mm-hmm. when you're just a street dude and it's the mentality, and I'm the go-between, I'm the one who who gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. I understand that, but you know I was still kind of hurt. Letters, they don't know people don't understand how far a letter can go, mm-hmm. how far a magazine could go, a book, anything. So you know I I was kind of upset about that, but overall, like my father, you know, females and stuff like that would come out and see me. It's good to see faces, and um. You know, like I said, friends would come out and pull up. So my time was really good from that perspective because I was I was getting visits like I mm-hmm. was <laughs> 30 minutes away. And people yeah. were like, ain't you all the way in Chicago? Yeah. Well, you got you got people that really love and support you. So Facts. I do want to thank those uh, family and friends that Shout were to able them. to come come up. You know, my siblings, you know, friends. A uh, few of my guy friends were mm-hmm. able to pull up and show love. And uh, like I said, when I came home... <laughs> I did just the opposite. People would see me. I had 25 em- envel- envelopes out, mm-hmm. and I've been and took a thousand pictures. I put 25 pictures in each envelope, and I sent them back to the prisons for the guys. Word. Like I was doing this on a regular, yeah. like 
guys who was locked up like, man, this man is really a man of his word. Fact. And I was doing this even when I was trying to come home and figure it out for myself. Mm -hmm. So once I got to Georgia and reinvented myself, I was like, man, I work at a McDonald's, anything. These yeah. people don't know me. Uh, they don't know me. I can, you know, because I knew I couldn't have did it in Chicago. It's gonna be like, man, money up <laughs> yeah. at that time. That was yeah. my mindset. Let me Makes just sense. relocate and reinvent myself. So I came down. I'm like, man, I work at. Uh, I said the whole McDonald's thing, but I ended up at a LA Fitness. Okay. And uh, because I had got my body into mm -hmm. a little fitness, and um, I had worked two weeks. I worked seventy hours. They gave me a check for four hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> that really. Kicked yeah. me back off into my because I was so humble and yeah. happy to be home at first. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't care about none of that. I was yeah. just making twelve dollars a month. Yeah. But now you're in the real world. Correct. Twelve dollars a month ain't, ain't gonna, gonna cut do it. Nothing. So when I got the four hundred and forty dollars for seventy hours, I'm like, wait a minute. So I put the program together, really motivated the per people, <laughs> did all the work as far as the exercise, put the time in, and y'all give me a check for four hundred dollars for seventy hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. Left at that moment. I just left. So I didn't know what was next. Mm. Um, but what I did was I knew that fitness made sense at that time. Mm -hmm. So I went and started looking for spaces. Didn't have the financial means to get the spaces. But I, I understood that if I found a space that hasn't been leased for a few years, mm -hmm. there's a possibility that the owner is going to be, you know, more, <laughs> more engaged with Correct. me. So I got a million no's. But all I was waiting on was one yes. Facts. Love my vision. And um, it was basically like, uh, well, you can do a three-year lease, this, that. And I was like, well, man, what if what if we do a five-year lease? Because at this time, I had, it was a guy working at LA Fitness who became my partner. And um, once they did what they did with me, try to <laughs> pimp me, Yeah, I went back and got him and asked him. I said, man, you want to work for these people for the rest of your life or yeah. do you want to? Come over and be your own boss, yeah. man. You know, investing in yourself, Facts. man. And that's Black what we on. did. And um, so the owner was like, okay, if you do the five-year lease, we'll build the space out for you. So no money out of pocket. So now they built the space out. So I used that in my book called Background Check, showing people how to leverage that. Like if you do a longer lease, force them to build a space out. You don't have to come out of money, out of pocket right. as much, and you save that money on the back end. You know, so... um. So that's what I did. We outgrew the space within the first year. Mm. Just grinding, guerrilla marketing, yeah. street, no internet, none yeah. of that. We It's soaking wet, walking heels mm -hmm. in, in Georgia, like yeah. getting the clientele. Different. And we out, yeah, and we outgrew the space within the first year. Nah, that's what's up. And grew, grew to another space that was like, uh, we went from 1,500 square feet to 3,000 square feet. And then just finished up 12 years. We just finished up with the gym stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, we had 7,000 square feet. We had Justin Fields coming through there. Um, Dan Waller, my guy, Corey. Shout out to Corey, yeah. training him. Um, and Scoot Henderson, who just yeah. went number three. Yeah. My little bro, Knock, trained him. So it's like we had Everybody gold there. coming yeah. through, going through Facts. the facility, man. And yeah, shout out to my bro, Knock, because mm -hmm. he is a brother who came home from prison. Okay. I met him. He had no idea what he was about to do with his life. Right. And I told him, man, you can do this. Facts. He's like, what you mean I can do this, bro? I said, man, I'm gonna get you certified and you're gonna be able to do this at a at a in the, at an elite level. He didn't believe me. <laughs> now to this day, he goaded. Facts. Like he trained Everybody. all elite athletes up through Georgia, like doing his thing. And like I said, Scoop Shout is just one of them and got more coming. But it was like he 
he followed the vision. He 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 trusted me and mm -hmm. didn't know me from a can of paint. We just had one conversation. That one conversation led led to this day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the energy. I think that that just goes back to how energy moves. Like like you say, he didn't trust you at first, but no, he trusted. I don't know. I, I said he I, trusted me. Yeah, he did. Right he off the bat. Yeah, oh, yeah, off the bat. Okay, yeah, off okay. The bat, I say he, he trusted. Did. He was like, no, he, he trusted you. me okay. right off the bat. Like yeah. he was like, no, he, it was like like he was in shock. Like yeah, okay, this man shock. just talking like yeah. fitness. Like, I'm finna yeah make a living. Man, I'm telling you. Then show once I told him, and then we showed him. Yeah. Prime example. So let me ask you this. Obviously now, I'm, I'm glad we're getting through your story. And I, I want to ask this because this is a vital question I ask all my mm -hmm. guests. Um, and it's no right, right or wrong answer. Right. But it's actually no wrong answer. Right. In your own words, what is evolving through experience? Uh, I think evolving through experience, like it, it, hit, it hits mm -hmm. home with me mm -hmm. because I think I've had experiences that most men, like I said, would have <laughs> killed themselves for less. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Um, my experiences taught me a lot. It was very educational. Mm -hmm. Like um, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't really look at uh, losses. I look at it as a lesson Correct. because I'm educating myself through any hardship, Facts. through those experiences. So I never, I'm, so it's never like, oh man, yeah, I took it. Nah, I, I, I learned. So um, the evolution from my experiences was the fact that I'm able to give back now. Mm -hmm. The way that my mindset has shifted to a point where. There's no amount of money. There's nothing that could uh, make me uh, venture off from my 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 message, Correct. my goal, my vision, my objective. There's nothing that could could make me, you know, do that. Fact. So now it's like I know I'm here for service. Now, where do y'all want me to serve at? Mm -hmm. So now it's like I'm just going across the world doing a motivational speaking, like and that. then you know just really trying to really push that narrative. Actually, ended up on a platform with ET. We got fifteen hundred dollars for fifteen minutes of speaking. Mm -hmm. He got fifty thousand dollars for one hour of speaking. Mm -hmm. It showed me that it was levels to it, right, right, right there in that moment. Mm -hmm. But it showed me that man, I really have a powerful story. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I can't get to those levels, Facts. you know. And then my month, so it was motivational for me, mm -hmm. like no so hate at all. You. It was exactly. motivation, more motivation. Yeah. It added more fuel, correct, to what I was doing. I'm like, and my story mm -hmm. is a. It's powerful. Like right. most youth need to really hear my story. Mm -hmm. And when I go place and speak, they can have no knock to the guys, PhD, this, yeah. that. When they're in a in the same room with me, the kids are always more receptive to me because it's genuine and it's Different. real. And they know this is what they come mm -hmm. from. This man really came from where I where I Facts. come from. So they're very they're they're more receptive to it. And um, so that was just a speaking aspect. And then my mother died two years ago. My condolences. And, and thank you. And that that death, like this was my best friend. Like we were close. Like when I came here, she was still in Wisconsin. They had moved mm -hmm. to Wisconsin when I got locked up. But she she saw me going back and forth to Chicago. Mm -hmm. I was just going because I was homesick. Yeah. I was the only person really here. My yeah. you know, my wife at the time and my um daughter, Kai, and then we had a mm -hmm. we had a we had a baby girl who's ten now, the one okay. who does the nails. So I was just going back and forth because I was homesick. And uh my mother thinking, nah, he's setting something up. Yeah. He a thinker. He's trying yeah. to execute something. She said, nah, I'm moving down there. Mm. She moved to Georgia to give it more of a homely feel for yeah. me so I can get my meals. Yeah. I can see my mother daily, yeah. this and that. So it was like, so it was a big loss for me to lose her. And um, I started writing for therapy to try to get through it. Mm. And that therapy turned into a healthy brand of music mm. because I understood music is universal. 
Facts. And I felt like I could change lives through the music. Whereas to when I'm speaking, I can go to this school and maybe touch mm -hmm. a few. I can go to this school, maybe touch a few. But now when I'm on the airwaves and I'm on Apple Music, I'm on Spotify and this and that, and you can just click and I'm on social media and YouTube and everywhere else. Now it's like, oh, I can really yeah. touch. Facts. And it was like I had never rapped in music yeah. like that before. And the pen just started going crazy. Yeah. So I knew it was a calling and it was guided. So now it's like now I incorporate the music along with the speaking. Mm -hmm. And it's you right. put it in the pot. <laughs> well, with that being said, I want to shout out to all the mothers because and again, my condolences sincerely. Yeah. Um, cause I know I know some uh, people that can relate to that as well. Yeah, for sure. So my my for sure condolences on that and shout out to the mothers. So being that you're already transitioned to the music, I, mm -hmm. I do want to say this. Obviously, I told you already I have heard one of the songs that mm -hmm. you've posted on your IG and it's substance. Right. I'm not gonna I don't say that about anything I like. And we talked about that, like right, I don't yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. non-substance music. Yeah, like yeah. not saying it's not a balance, even though I hate the word balance, right. because that's a that's a whole nother discussion we can for go sure, into. For sure. But for the lack of a better word, I'll say balance for now. Mm -hmm. A lot of the music is not overall it's not healthy. It's no, not it's productive not. No, in no. any capacity. It's, it's, it's poisonous. Yeah. It's, it's poisonous. poisonous at the end of the yeah. day. It is. We just sometimes you just have to call it what it is. I'm, exactly. I'm happy brothers and sisters I've been able to provide a lane for themselves. But right. at the end of the day it's, it's poisonous. poisonous. Yeah. And if if you don't have a good family base or mm -hmm. like a village around you mm -hmm. to protect you, especially this youth from it, it's so impressionable on exactly. them. Exactly. So, like I said, I've always said it's threefold. You got the home, mm -hmm. you got the artists, and you got the labels that take on responsibility. Because uh, when you think about labels, um, they're looking at the bottom line. Mm -hmm. They're not looking at the artistic integrity because it's not affecting their kids at all. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the food chain. Yeah. So it's our kids that's being affected by it. So they don't care Fact. what they said. Uh, oh, she said this or they said that. They don't care. Kill. <laughs> promote the sexual yeah. content. Yeah. Uh, you know, promote the drugs because it's gonna affect our communities. Yeah. So there's no pressure on that. Correct. And it benefits so, them still. So, right. Yeah. So I'm applying that pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, I know I could have easily came home and talked about the foolery. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was going to set us back. Exactly. Because they're going to gravitate to, oh, yeah, this is real. Because he yeah. really lived this and he really did that. You know, I would have only added to that. Yeah. So it might take me a little longer to get the message across, but the message is coming. Hey, it's uh, it, it's getting across, yeah. and, I, and I, I you you play we all playing a part in that, but mm -hmm. the music in particular is definitely getting across. Yeah, so we sure. need more of the positive music. We need more of the J Cole's. Truth be told, yeah. like these are the music that we really need. We whether do. you in the, was whether you was in the streets or you not, it's all relates to the same overall goal that for we sure. need to be for reaching. Sure. For sure. So yeah. So also, and then just to go back with it. Because like I said, even though we know the music um, is, is a vital part of it, I want to say this because when you coming home, obviously you had to cut a lot of people up. A lot of people already set their self away from you. Yeah. But now let's talk about it because obviously I'm, I want to shout out to my guys first, Best I Fly. We already already know my guy Mark, my guy Steve, Mike, mm -hmm. all of them. Shout um, out to them, guys. Nah, for sure. Everybody can't go. That's right. why oh, yeah. I wore the crown today. You Everybody, feel me? Everybody can. can't, can't go. go for real. So, and I wore it particular for this episode because I know, obviously, from our speaking with our episode, uh, speaking on the phone, mm -hmm. we know, obviously, you have been coming back home. A lot of people already broke themselves away. Right, yeah. Now, you obviously getting yourself back in a position. Those same people may want to come back. Let's talk about that. <laughs> it's like um, I'm, I'm a very kind-hearted person, mm -hmm. and I'm forgiving. Mm -hmm. So much so that I, <laughs> I'll go back to a time in prison. When I, when I was about to go to trial, mm -hmm. a guy caught a memory and said that he was getting X amount of drugs from me 
<laughs> for this amount of time, mm -hmm. and they gave me a drug amount. I think it was like maybe like put another like 10 or 12 keys on my case mm. from him saying that he was getting these keys from me. And if I would have just took a plea agreement, they would have gave him five years off of his sentence. This is how diabolical mm. the fears are. They just wanted his testimony so it can make their case against me stick more. Correct. And they call, they got what's called relevant conduct. That would have made the drugs stick as well. Mm -hmm. Like it's a cold game in the system. That's why I come home and I speak to it. Mm -hmm. But um, I went to trial. So now he has to take the stand and testify to these lies that he didn't told these people. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, he like, wait a minute. Hmm. He going to trial? Uh, nah, no thank you. Yeah. And he ended up going back and recanting his testimony. When he did that, I went on, went to trial, did whatever happened to me. They eventually sent me to a joint where he was at. Mm. So now, mentally, I got to be in the right head space or this can go all the way left. Because yeah. my guy's going to ride. They're going to find out. He's a, mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff can happen behind yeah. this. I can end up in a, in a situation where somebody get really hurt and mm -hmm. I get more time on top yeah. of the time I got. So I'm thinking like, man, these people are really trying to play with me. Yeah. So they brought me in. The captain all that came to me and said, listen, such and such is on this compound. I'm telling you now. And if something happens to him, and if this happens this way, this happens, we already know you have a certain type of status mm -hmm. that will allow things to unfold if you wanted it to unfold like mm -hmm. that. And I'm like, man, listen, <laughs> you're not finna put me in a hole. You're not finna ship me out of here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I come down here on grown man time. And I ended up uh, going on the same compound with this brother. And actually embraced him and forgave him mm. for what he did. That say a lot. Yep. That's so the same thing with the streets. I I forgive those brothers, but uh, I got what's called, I got a lifetime supply, and I try to give it out of sucker repellent. Mm. <laughs> so I got like the that. sucker repellent sprayed mm -hmm. on, so it's like I, I, I suck a duck a lot. Mm -hmm. And I can tell, I can I can see right through certain stuff, and I know, what, I know what's genuine and what's yeah. not. So that's really how I carry it now. So it, it's not even really like, man, get the, get away yeah. from me. No type of sense of animosity or nothing. I just know what's genuine right. and what needs to be around my space. I don't let all different energies in my space no as more. As you shouldn't. Right. Embracing what, what was worthy. Mm -hmm. Now, I like that, bro. I, that say a lot. I, I never, honestly, I don't think I ever heard anybody say that. So I, um, because yeah, because embrace that, obviously that that's your whole lifeline. That, that, that brings me back to thinking like, obviously, not saying accountability. I guess we could speak about this because mm -hmm. obviously I already know you took accountability for right, some stuff. Sure. That that's just that's just what it is. But that also brings me back to knowing like other people. Obviously, the feds doing the intentional BS and stuff. Like mm -hmm. we know how that go, and that taking that playing a part in taking you away from your family, mm -hmm. taking away from your newborn child, and all those different aspects. Right. So just from that accountability standpoint, and then also being able to forgive, that say a lot. Yeah. Everybody can't say yeah, that. It, it kind of. And I think, as far as from accountability standpoint, mm -hmm. I, I I was already holding myself accountable, mm -hmm. but my mindset really shifted when I really sat down. I'm like, man, I know I helped a lot of people. A lot mm -hmm. of people depended on me. I provided, I <laughs> bought, I paid rents. Mm -hmm. I <laughs> I bought school supplies, school mm -hmm. clothes, cars. Jury, I did everything for a lot of people. But when I really sat down, I was like, man, but I supplied a poison mm. to a multitude of people and didn't understand mm. the damage that it may have caused on the back end. Mm. So when I looked at that back end, it was like, 
little Jimmy could have been a doctor, a lawyer, could have been an athlete. He could have been whatever he wanted to be, but he wasn't getting that nurturing or she wasn't getting that nurturing because the mother, father, uncle, or brother was out on my blocks buying a product that I was poisoning them with mm -hmm. so they couldn't go home and make sure they helped them with their homework or gave them that nurturing. So I don't know how many of those kids mm. flipped to the other side. Mm. So once I thought about that, it was like, wait a minute, mm. you tripping. Yeah. You better get out here and do some work. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it was a blessing. And I, you know what I'm saying? I knew there's no way I could have went back to that, you know, that other type of lifestyle right. because I got to right my wrongs. Mm -hmm. So ever since then, that's been a mission. Focus. Because yeah. I know my wrongs caused all of that. A lot of harm. Yeah. Hey, nah, that that that's 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 accountability. That's looking at the karma you deserve to some mm -hmm. degree at the same time. And like you said, righting your wrongs. A lot yeah. of people not gonna do that. A lot of people not gonna take that accountability, right. unfortunately. But at some point, hopefully they do. Um, and that's what it's about now. Like just showing people like all, through all of this, we can evolve. So yeah. you, this is obviously your story and how you evolved and, and continue to evolving. Yes. Because mm -hmm. evolving is not just one aspect. That's why right. I made the ING. It's, right. I, it's not a just one day. You didn't just get out, did the great things, and you just stopped. No, nah. so you're continuing nah, the same is, nah, thing. This is, this, is a life, this is a lifetime. Facts. So let's talk about the health, too, um, before we start wrapping it up. Um, let's talk about the health, because obviously I know you said you had the gym. Um, the, let's talk about from how working out and being healthy all around, because it's not just a mental thing. Like I said, it's a physical thing. It's right. a mental yeah, for thing, sure, emotional. For sure. So um, how has the, the health, health and working out truly been okay, well, too? Okay, well, I piggyback the gyms. Mm -hmm. After after we left the first gym and got the second gym, I was actually doing meal prep for my clients. Okay. Because some of them was working out, but I wasn't seeing the results that we wanted to see because mm -hmm. they weren't eating right. Correct. So I incorporated meal prep. We grabbed the refrigerator. We had the meals coming in. They were picking their meals up. Mm. That got overwhelming. I had a vision. I saw a restaurant. Within 30 days, we had a restaurant in the plaza. Well, we had a space in the plaza that was empty. Mm -hmm. Within 30 days, we was flipping that into a restaurant called Hybrid Fit Food. Just off of a vision. Yeah. Like, I'm so, like, Locked once in. I put my mind to something, I'm executing it. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> we opened Hybrid Fit Food. From Hybrid Fit Food, I franchised Hybrid Fit Food mm -hmm. in Champaign, Illinois, and then I was franchising in Decatur, Georgia, mm -hmm. right before COVID hit and shut my whole process down. But for five years straight, I had no beef, no pork, all healthy eating. Mm -hmm. The students from the high school, everywhere, everybody was coming over, and they was eating healthy like and that, everything yeah. from my restaurant. And from the restaurant, I piggybacked the herb which is called, it's called Realionaire Nutrition, where mm -hmm. I, I was doing sea moss way before COVID, yeah. black seed oil, all of that Blacks, stuff, and then I capsule my own, that, yeah, yeah, I capsule my own herbs up. Mm -hmm. So I guess it kind of gave me my little table, because yeah. I, yeah. I sit and I capsule my own everything up, but I do that because- See how the tables turn? Right. <laughs> so it's like, but I do a vegetarian capsule. Yeah. So a lot of the capsules that you're getting over the counter and all that are gelatin. Correct. So you might have a good product in it, but you're not getting- the proper nutrients. Correct. So I make sure I pride myself mm -hmm. in giving my people the best products. So I use vegetarian capsules and it's mm -hmm. hand to hand. I really do everything when it comes to it. And then like myself, um, I say I'm timeless. So I don't really say my age much, mm -hmm. but I'll be 46 on Saturday. Hey, healthy, and I feel bro. 26. Hey, you look so you health, healthy, bro. You look so health healthy. is wealth to me, yeah, you know. For sure. Yeah, so I just yeah, oh man, I'm timeless. Hey, I like that. <laughs> I don't timeless. age. <laughs> timeless, really in there. I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, I don't age yeah. at all. 
So nah, man, I appreciate having you on. Um, and I just want to say this again, like, uh, and I want to just double back on why everybody can't go. I'm glad you said how you how yours played out, and it's the same mm. thing. Everybody can't go. You right. just embrace the correct energies. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it, without any malice towards the the energies that that can't you can't embrace. Right. Yeah. No, so yeah. Sure. So again, with with um just everybody can't go. I think it's so. I think we get caught up in a lot of people in the world. We feel like. Um, the the statement of like breaking away from people, people here for a season is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I actually think that's a really great thing. It is. I, I think even down to I didn't even know um down to you saying your your previous wife, but just for in general relationships, marriage, mm -hmm. whatever it may be, I think it's okay to get divorces. I think it's okay to separate from people right, because we've grown and yeah. actually have a better. We have a great relationship yeah. now. You Amazing. Know? But that it caused it was through my maturity. Mm -hmm. You know, I had I had to grow. Uh, you correct. Know what I'm saying? So yeah. You know, at, at that point, hell, I guess she was saying everybody can't go. I couldn't yeah. go with her. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, but that that, that right. goes to my point, though, because when you grow and sometimes when everybody can't grow, that doesn't mean that everybody's not growing. Right. You may be growing. Everybody may be growing in their own field. No, you may be growing go. right. That's the they answer. may be growing left. That doesn't mean that they're not growing or you're outgrowing them or you're better than them. Da, da, right. da. Everybody's just growing their own way. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, again, doesn't mean that you better than somebody. It just means you may be growing left. They right. may be growing right. Yeah. And that's okay. Hey, and yeah. at the end of the day, if it's meant to be in the future, y'all may meet each other at whatever level you fact. at, and that's yeah. just. But we don't understand. We don't understand that. And then another thing I speak on is we don't, mm -hmm. we don't understand forgiveness either. Mm. And I think that's why we have this ongoing cycle of one retribution. Mm -hmm. So like in Chicago, like it's some wars that are going on that are back from decades. Mm. You kill my uncle, you kill my brother, I killed this back and forth because. And I tell him in, in music, I say, um, I say it moving like that, there would be no solution. Mm -hmm. And the cycle continues in the institutions. Mm -hmm. Facts. Because so we're far. just, we playing by their rules. We playing by their game. Mm -hmm. But the only way we really start to elevate and grow as a people is to unify, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you said that. that that's definitely a, a fact that Bar you just said. Um, and with that being said, I want to know, obviously, I know you back in Chicago often. I know you mm -hmm. just said you just got back from just pretty much speaking at um, yeah. some yeah. a recreation center, letting mm -hmm. kids, like students know or whatnot, the other side, and also like helping them really get ahead. Like right. whether that means just for right now, doing a job until you figure out your mm -hmm. entrepreneurship journey, yeah. whatever that may be, whatever route they feel they want to take. And I speak to that. And I like yeah. how you said whatever route. Correct. Because... On social media and everywhere else, it's so glitz and glamorous mm -hmm. to, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. All you got to do is, anytime yeah. I hear somebody say, all you got to do is, <laughs> I know no, it's cap. Yeah. Because <laughs> being an entrepreneur is hard work. Correct. So I always, I never frown upon a person that works a job. Mm -hmm. But if you're passionate about something outside of your job, mm -hmm. I always tell them, work on that passion mm -hmm. double time as much as you're working at your job. Correct. Because now you use that job in order to transition fully into your entrepreneurship Journey. realm, you know. So, Facts. but yes, yeah, man, they need it. Because if you didn't have, if you had all entrepreneurs and no workers, how the work gonna get done? Exactly that part. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm glad you said that too because I, I love. I don't know if you know who, you know who Julian Gordon is. No, I never. Julian, heard of him. okay, you gotta check him out. Um, I love how he he puts it too. I know a lot of people say if you're gonna do entrepreneur, find a problem and then create the solution. Mm -hmm. No, he says find a pa a problem you're passionate about and then go from there. Because right. if you're passionate about it, it, it's a lot easier to do stuff. Yeah, when it's you're not gonna even feel it. like work. It's, it's not, not gonna, gonna feel, feel like work, work exactly. And, and that's the does. whole point. Yeah, exactly. Problem
prime example. And yeah. that just brings us back to me with evolving through experiences, mm -hmm. realizing like all these experiences that I've been through, other people go through, been through, they need to see that it's a it's a solution that they For can sure. overcome it. So For your sure. story is unique. And no matter where, no matter even if people don't can't relate to your story exactly, there's still gems they can take out of it and apply mm -hmm. it to their life that's gonna add real value to their For life. Sure. So they can see, look. I can overcome whatever I'm going through. I can prevail no matter the situation. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. So people can really see like those intangibles are the most important. For not sure. not what you have accomplished in the sense of what you've been able to buy in life. Nothing, None of that shit matters. Yeah, and then I say shit because it's like it's no, it's no, I can't sugarcoat it. Right, no, it's no, not, it's not sugarcoated. Um so yeah, bro. So again, um, I just I appreciate you coming on. Definitely enjoyed the story. Oh, I want I want you to shout out the, the shirt and too, because this is yours, right? Uh -huh, yeah, the black uh, on. Yeah, this yeah. This is go ahead. part of the brand of mm -hmm. Real Your Net Lifestyle Apparel. Okay. That's um one of the brands that, that's under the Real Your Net line as well as Real Your Net Nutrition. Okay. And um Real Your Net Music Group is mm -hmm. the is the music. Uh you can catch me on Instagram, Real Your Net underscore money. But uh, as far as the uh invested in myself black on, I don't want people to get caught up in the fact that it means just solely entrepreneurship because mm -hmm. there's so many ways that we invest in ourselves. We right. invest in ourselves mentally, physically, spiritually. Right. So if you're investing in yourself, man, <laughs> this brand is for you, you know? So, I like that. <laughs> so that's how that's how we really operate, man. But we moving in love. Um, all music, no mm -hmm. killing, no cussing, no degrading women, no mm -hmm. N-words, no glorification of the right. drugs or gun violence, any of that. Mm -hmm. You know, we speak to it, but it's in a, a way of educating and telling you, hey, Positivity. money did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that. You know? <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Hove did that. I like yeah. that. So, nah, um, so I guess that's all, um, your at name. That's for everywhere? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Real Your Now underscore money is my Instagram. Real okay. Your Now music group is mm -hmm. is the actual music page to the Instagram. Okay. Uh, the brand Real Your Now is the clothing apparel. And uh, background check the book is the actual book. It's a good okay. read. It has uh, chapter task at the mm -hmm. end. So whatever like that, you yeah. read, you can jot down things that you need to do. So it's man, it's a self help. It's dope. That's what it's yeah. about. I like. I like. I, I'm actually into more. I, I'm appreciating books more like that now. Mm -hmm. Even like down to affirmations and writing yeah, down yeah. things. No, I'm great. I'm grateful for it every helps day. You, it helps you soak yeah. in too. Correct. Yeah. It, it helps bring more of that as mm -hmm. well. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. So yeah, if y'all enjoyed another episode of Evolving Through Experience, hey, y'all know where to check us out at. Check us out on all platforms at Evolving Through Experience on YouTube. Make sure y'all subscribe. Join our free Discord. And again, if you're not evolving today, today's a great day to start. Yes, Don't sir. feel like oh i haven't did this don't beat yourself up it's a matter of starting today and getting one percent every day better that's all we can for do sure, at the sure. end of the day don't believe nothing nobody said in the sense of making it seem like they all got it together because we're all evolving evolving is a continuous process so never stop continue to keep growing make sure y'all follow us up follow us on evolving through experience.